0: right now though we're going to continue talking history with the history of judicial independence in New Zealand. Dr Grant Morris from Victoria University School of Law joins me. Hi there Grant. Hi Jesse, how are you? Yeah good thank you. One of your drier topics on on the uh, surface of it but what you're getting to here is quite a populist idea of people weighing in on what judges should and shouldn't do.
1: Yes and um, I think there's a lot of confusion out there as to what the role of a judge actually is, and what this idea of judicial independence means,
0: okay, where do we begin? I think the lack
1: of understanding is, is really from the general public and, and, and to some extent it's understandable that you know there is this mystery around judges because they are quite an op- opaque profession, uh, but they are vital profession as well, so you know part of our civics education, I suppose, is to understand what they do, and that independence that they have uh, is vital to their ability to be able to perform the role of the third branch of government so we have the legislature our parliament we have our executive our government and we have our third branch of judiciary And, and they you know they're supposed to be separate the separation of powers and they're supposed to be the judiciary is supposed to be independent and i think we've mentioned this before but I wonder if some of the confusion is coming from our obsession with US politics and US, you know, scandals where we see these these Supreme Court judges, and we see this very, very politicized judicial system over there where Democratic presidents nominate Democratic judges and Republicans nominate Republicans. And and perhaps some people see that partisan approach and they think, oh, okay, that's how judges work, but it, it's not how they work in New Zealand. Thank goodness. Um, our judges are supposed to be apolitical, so not to have clear political leanings and to, and, and allied to that to be completely independent.
0: Yeah, where did that sort of concept begin? So it goes back, it's one of these
1: great stories from our history, our, our inheritance, I suppose, from um, England, and uh, what, what used to happen in England um, before Uh, 1701, before the Act of Settlement in 1701, was that basically judges were appointed during his or her majesty's pleasure. So the king or queen would appoint them, and then if the king or queen didn't like them very much or didn't like what they did, they would put them under pressure, or they would threaten them, or they would even dismiss them. Um, And when we get the uh Stuart kings so for many of your listeners who probably have studied this in high school or university during the the English Civil War in the 17th century so you know Charles I and James uh James I Charles II James II they're forever dismissing judges um and fighting with judges in fact the most famous example is James I fighting with uh, chief justice Edward Coke um, when he, you know, the judge refuses to do what the king wants, um, and they can do that. That's that's part of what a, a king or queen's power was. Um, but the trouble is, it meant the judges were basically just uh, another instrument of the, of 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 um, the crown. So under the Act of Settlement, uh, the idea, was, so we're getting into a constitutional monarchy here. The idea is that the mo- the monarch can only dismiss judges. Um, if they don't behave themselves, so if they're corrupt or things like that. So they, they serve during good behaviour rather than during uh, his or her majesty's um, pleasure. And and that gives them a much more uh,
0: independence. Yeah, Yeah. so how did that make its way to New Zealand?
1: Yeah, so that idea of judicial independence and of judges serving, you know, basically being there unless they, you know, do um, corrupt things or if they're too sick or, or uh, to uh, to serve or things like that, um, that comes to New Zealand when we inherit the English legal system in 1840. So, um, unfortunately, we don't inherit it straight away, though, because there's that first period in New Zealand history, up until we get our our um, our, our parliament and our um, you know, proper representative government in the 1850s, is that early period where. You're, New Zealand's basically been run by a governor who's getting his instructions from London. And at that stage, our early judges are basically, it's back to serving during Majesty's Pleasure Days. It's back to the bad old days. Um, But when we get our our, our Parliament and when we get our Supreme Court Judges Act 1858, then we get formal judicial independence and that protects the judges um, from unfair dismissal. So we, we get, you know... When we're setting up our colonial legal system, we we inherit that idea, and um, as, as you know, many New Zealanders will might know, maybe not. Uh, Constitution Act 1986 uh, has two sections in it which um, mention and outline judicial independence. So the first one, Section 23, which protects judges from government dismissal, except on the grounds of misbehaviour or judges' incapacity to to discharge their functions. So that goes all the way back to. 1701 and then the second one this is an interesting one section 24 prevents the government from reducing a judge's salary while in office yeah and that might seem quite specific compared to the other one Mm. it's like well okay that's okay how much money they get but of course it's to stop the government punishing judges by reducing their salary um so judges salaries are set independently Right. Uh, and that stops politicians ever being tempted to try and pressure a judge by mm. um, playing around with their salary.
0: So really any politician that promises they're going to crack down on judges or, or really have any influence over judge decisions is, is not really reflecting the law the way it is or, or the way um, the New Zealand constitution is set up.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So if politicians were to say, well, you know, we're going to pressure judges to do what they want, they'd be, you know, breaching our constitutional setup, breaching the rule of law, breaching hundreds of years of constitutional traditions. And, uh, But interestingly, what kind of ins- inspired me to do this talk today well, it wasn't so much the politicians criticizing the judges it was the public criticizing a judge especially around criminal sentencing um, and we you know you would have heard it too in the news saying you know, why didn't the judge send this person away for 10 years or you know and and the fact is that judges are independent they don't do what the public says they have to do, but they also follow the law. So if the public are unhappy with what a judge is doing or what judges are doing, then the focus shouldn't be blaming the judges. It should be, if they want to blame anyone, blaming the politicians and getting the change there.
0: Thank you so much, Grant Morris. Great to chat to you. Good topic.
1: Cool. Thanks, Jesse.